재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 We are back for part 2 of this discussion on the rising number of single households in South Korea. We're going to talk about now some of the key trends that are emerging. Because it is a growing demographic, it does mean that then the market is growing and that provides an opportunity for people who would like to sell goods and services to this demographic. So give us your thoughts once again overall on the pros and cons of the uh, growing single household issue here in Korea. Text us a pound 1013 for 51 or send us a cacao talk message by adding TBS EFM as a plus friend. Once again, joining us here in the studio, the managing editor of Korea Expose, Gu Seung, and also the uh, video journalist for AFP, Kim Dong-hyun. Uh, gentlemen, thank you both for uh, joining us. Uh, I keep saying pros and cons, Seung. In, in, in essence, and you don't have to, I suppose, give an overall value judgment of this is <laughs> more negative than, than a positive trend, but maybe we can assess. I, I know you like looking at sort of the, <laughs> the dark side of I'm things not sure sometimes. What you're insinuating, <laughs> but. Um, what would you say some of the problems are, whether it is uh, societally, culturally, economically speaking, mm-hmm. uh, with um, single households, whether they're senior citizens or whether they're young people or in between. I imagine they're very different uh, depending on that age group, right? Well, I was going to start with the pros, but okay, sin- since you insist, <laughs> I, I will start with the we cons. We like the dark sound. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I think um, there's a general awareness that um, a sense of isolation is a growing problem for everybody. Um, depression especially has become quite explicitly mentioned, I think, in various government campaigns. Uh, whether it be for the elderly, but also for the young people. Uh, something recently that I noticed is um, among housewives, depression is also a problem, which actually goes to indicate that even when you live among, uh, let's say, uh, in a household with other members, you know, there is this incredible sense of isolation from one another. Yeah. So I think that is really an illustration of a kind of communication breakdown that is affecting South Korean society. But at the same time... Um, um, as somebody who is personally not married, um, the Korea has become an incredibly wonderful country for mm. me to live in because it's so much more accepting of people who do things alone. Yeah. So let's say I want to go eat by myself or, or um, buy something just to cook for me. Um, it's uh, so much easier. Things are individually packaged. And, and certainly, I think the business are learning to cater to, to people, this uh, increasingly important segment of the demographic it's been so long, it feels like, since I've been a single person. And so I often look back at those times as kind of nostalgic because, you know, I, I was lucky enough not to have to live in a hotel, but, you know, mm-hmm. being a single person, you have that freedom and flexibility. Mm-hmm. And um, apparently from five years ago even, the market has certainly increased quite uh, dramatically in terms of the products and services that are geared towards single people, right? Right, absolutely. I think um, even thinking about the, the housing situation, um, we have something called office in Korea, which um, some, of, some of the listeners may not yeah. know. Uh, basically, it's Korea's uh, own version of studio apartment, which um, started to become quite, um, uh, become more available, I think, in the early 90s. Yeah. And when it first came out, I think this concept itself was so alien, alien to South Koreans that um, the, the way it was marketed was essentially by saying that, yes, it is an apartment, but it could also be used as an office. 
Um, now, if you talk about office deals, I think many people think of it as something that is very normal here. Yeah. That itself is an important change. Now, Dongyeon, we often say, and it's almost a cliche, that uh, Korea is generally 10 years behind Japan in terms of various right. aspects of development economically, socially, what have you. Japan has been going through this for a long time. Single-person households, it's been on the rise. They also have a, a big problem with low birth rates, aging populations, and maybe even more serious than uh, Korea as it stands right now. Uh, are we, again, just sort of mimicking or following that same trend uh, with, with Korea? Do you feel there are some unique situations where Korea is different from other countries? Well, I think, unfortunately, Korea is, Korea is actually following the trend in a way that because we do have a, one of the lowest birth rates in the world and also the rapidly aging society is kind of similar to Japan, but if, if you're looking for the difference, I guess Korea is more group-oriented society so it's really increasingly um, more difficult for a single person, like a single household, to function well in the group-oriented society. Because in Japan, they're more um, individual and independent-minded compared to Korea. Mm. So I guess um, as a Korean person who's trying to be, be more single in the society, maybe find more uh, difficult obstacles to overcome than, like, let's say, a person in Tokyo or anywhere in Japan. Um, that's, that's my feeling. Interesting. Now. Helen, you did mention, uh, and we'll get into more detail, of obviously, with some of the uh, marketing uh, opportunities here, but uh, there are various sectors that I suppose can uh, benefit from single households. You mentioned a couple of them with prepackaged uh, things that are now in uh, amounts and quantities that are more suitable for uh, single households. What do you think are some of the uh, areas where, I guess, um, single households have attracted people. I, mean, I don't know if companies like Duo call you up and say, "Hey, you are like <laughs> tier one. We can uh, we can find you some if you kind of pay a membership fee." I mean, there are uh, countless different industries or services that or products that are mm -hmm. kind of catered to single households, right? Right. I actually feel sorry for these uh, matchmaking services <laughs> nowadays because they must have such a hard time. Yeah, yeah. It's a tough sell. Um, I think um, if South Koreans are not looking for human companion, then then what else are they looking for? Well, instead of uh, before you say robots, <laughs> I think I think um, it's quite clear that the pet industry actually has uh, benefited incredibly uh -huh. from this because um, when you live alone and you feel lonely, um, what do you what do you go for? So. So just in terms of the number of animals that are right. now being raised by um, South Koreans, that is a really big change, and I think that has certainly benefited its industry. I'm not entirely sure about the food industry per se, because essentially they're catering to a very different type of consumption, mm -hmm. you know, whereby people are looking to buy smaller quantities of mm -hmm. food, but mm -hmm. maybe perhaps more often. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they're buying more things in general. And, and one industry that I know that has been adversely affected by this rise of single-member households is the construction industry, actually, because uh, many construction companies have been building apartments with the idea that, um, that they are going to be selling units to, um, let's say, um, sort of the ideal middle-class families with uh, um, the husband and wife two and kids. perhaps mm -hmm. two children. Yeah. And those apartments are certainly struggling to sell. Um, especially the the larger ones, um, but 
but the one, of course, the construction industry has also accommodated this new trend. Then, then we do see a huge supply of office tills or studio apartments now in South Korea to compensate. Right. Yeah, Tongyeon, that is really the interesting aspect of it. If you look at the real estate market. Uh, Last end of last year, towards this year now, the market picked up because the government did some pretty uh, very, very uh, loose uh, credit, uh, I guess, uh, incentives to try to get people to buy and purchase mark, uh, things in the market. But before this recent uh, semi-recovery, uh, it was a pretty bad market for real estate, especially with those kind of typical single-family type of uh, apartment uh, units. Mm -hmm. But one thing that often I heard during that whole slump was that the one investment that was okay was what Seung mentioned is is things like office tells or these kind of small like uh, villa type two room type of units because the rental income that you receive was fairly guaranteed and so those investments were considered safer than getting those 60 pyong as they used to call it type of uh, uh, five bedroom apartments. How do you view the housing market and how you think it's changed with this emergence? I definitely think the taste for housing market changed in terms of the consumer's point of view because a lot of people are now going for smaller houses than the usual, like what you just mentioned, like a five-bedroom apartment. Um, people are going for a modest, like one or two-bedroom apartments in a more city center location because I guess a lot of um, young urban dwellers, they want to live close to work. And if you live in a city like Seoul, it's really hard to find the big apartments in the downtown, like Gwangamun area. All of them are mostly like office towels and like um, one or two bedroom apartments. And that's really better for the young working class. So they just want to be in a walk. At least um, a lot of people want to be in the walking distance to their office or at least like a couple of subway stops. Yeah. And that has a big shift in terms of the apartment, like the housing market, because Nobody wants to live in a bigger like apartment that's like miles away from their like, right, right. their regular territories. <clears throat> yeah, I think the remaining issue is one of affordability. However, because um, I think we do see more um, apartments for um, single persons or people who live alone. But the question is, um, um, are they really um, inexpensive enough for for people to to buy or rent? And um, and this is something that has been recognized by various governments, both national and municipal, as a problem here. Um, if you think about the fact that to rent uh, an office till in Kwangamun area, for example, with a minimum deposit, we're still talking about something like 800,000 won, mm -hmm. which is not a small amount for, I think, people who are just starting out. And and because of that, we're starting. You're talking to about see, monthly eight hundred thousand. Right, right monthly monthly rent, and and because of this, I think we're starting to see governments paying more attention to the idea of low income housing, that is um, actually intended for young people or couples that are just yeah. uh, getting married. It's a catch twenty two because um, let's say for example San Francisco, if you work for this hot tech startup and you're a young single guy, you're going to want to live in San Francisco. And now it's crazy; the market is ridiculous, and you're trying to find housing. is It's going to cost you an arm and a leg. Here in Korea, I suppose a similar phenomenon. If you get married, you're not going to be able to find something in Central Seoul unless you're fairly well off, because you're going to have to live in these areas like the satellite cities or Puchan or Ilsan or what have you. Uh, if you're single, you can maybe do this, but because of the fact the way the market's structured, these people, even if you're a relatively successful professional, are not going to save enough money to to get one of these chance uh, units in the future because of the fact that all their disposable income is going into uh, trying to get one of these central 
located office cells, right? Exactly, and I think um, culturally speaking, South Koreans are still not used to the idea of paying so much for rent. If we think about the situation in the U.S., where um, you could be paying perhaps up to 30 or 30 percent of your monthly income on rent. And that may not be considered abnormal. Yeah. But in Korea, if you, if a Korean person were to think about this, it's it's really crushing yeah. because we're still transitioning from that um, the uh, stronger focus on chunse system, mm. whereby you could pay a huge key money deposit and not have to pay anything, and you get the deposit back when you leave. And suddenly you tell them that now you have to pay 30% of your income on <laughs> rent. And people are still very resistant, resistant to that idea. It's difficult. And, and Tongyeon, that's why you see uh, maybe uh, some people are fortunate enough to have a situation where they can delay that independence, maybe stay with their family until they do either get settled professionally or, or get married and have a family. But often now we're seeing a growing trend of young people who are, even though they're not married, maybe not completely settled professionally, decide to... Um, go independent and live on their own, which is, again, I guess, a burden to them because of these housing situations. Yeah, and adding to that, I think there's a growing trend of young people like them, like the single young households. They want to live alone, but at the same time, they don't want to be 100% independent. So what I'm seeing more is a trend of share house, share, shared housings, right. which means like a couple of like, like five or six single individuals like live in this one big flat and they share the mm. basic amenities like kitchen or, um, you know, social yeah. like rooms and whatnot. So that makes it, that actually I think is a better idea than completely living by yourself because right. it actually solves the, the problem that Seo mentioned about the loneliness because mm. if you live in those type, type of community, like shared homes, you don't have to feel like you're not just living all by yourself because you have someone like your neighbors that you can interact with them like, constantly. So I think that's a better option. And moving away from real estate, Seung, uh, you mentioned the foods being prepackaged. Uh, but there's kind of counteracting trends, right? The, everyone ca- keeps talking about well-being. It's been a thing for a while and everyone wants to be mumjang or have, like, you know, build up their bodies and, and go, uh, go to these uh, fitness centers. But at the same time, you're seeing a lot of people st- uh, buying food at the convenience stores, uh, these uh, sort of uh, lunch boxes, the Toshirak markets, and it feels like they are counteracting with each other, right? I mean, if you are single and you, most of your diet is potato chips and cup ramen, it's not going to be a healthy lifestyle. You just described me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's, um, since I have lived uh, many years of my life um, um, on my own, I can definitely tell you that this is not something that I would like to recommend perhaps to everybody. Um, with independence and privacy come the, the downsides and, and, and one of them definitely is, uh, the detrimental effect on health. And I think even, um, research shows that married people tend to live longer simply because when you have somebody, you tend to take better care of yourself and also mm. of each other. And as a single person living alone, you can develop some very strange habits uh, related to, let's say, um, how often you tidy up your place and, yeah, yeah. and how often you might go uh, leave the apartment or or when it comes to eating. Right. That's a big issue, definitely. Tongyan, uh, we talked about the emergence of uh, things like mukbang and this idea of people just being alone, but they still want that semi-interaction with people it, it's become a big cultural meme now right it's yeah. become popular these cooking shows do you think that is sort of uh, 
these are trends that are sort of influencing each other in terms of growing in popularity? Well, I, I like to think of it as not the influencer, but it's actually just a portrayal of what the reality, because a lot of the Korean society nowadays, it's really easy to find a single household anywhere you go, especially in a big city like Seoul. So I think what the entertainment industry is just picking up on the changing trend, and they, and it's responding very well, because a lot of single people in living alone, they kind of have the shared connection. When they see those kind of popular shows, they can relate right. it to it better, which means better ratings for them. So. If we can maybe just turn the discussion now towards, I suppose, what it means for Korea. Certainly there are going to be winners and losers, maybe people who sell certain products and services that uh, are going to be enjoyed by single persons households. The, that is a good thing for them, but overall in terms of society and all of these other things we've talked about in terms of uh, the challenges that uh, Korean society faces and maybe some of the dissatisfactions that people have. Uh, Seung, do you believe that uh, the government has to address this? I mean, they've been t talking about birth rates and trying to alleviate uh, things like youth unemployment and all these kind of inter interact with each other in sort of a, a web. But uh, is there something you feel a need that in terms of the growth of single-person households that the, the government or society needs to address? I think um, this um, increasing the erosion of the sense of community in South Korea is something that I would definitely see as a problem. Um, I certainly advocate uh, living alone. I think it's an experience everybody should have. And if it's a choice that somebody wants to make, mm -hmm. there's no reason for the government to say okay. otherwise. The issue is um, whether <laughs> this is something that people are choosing or this is something that people are perhaps forced into, let's say, because they cannot get married, as we said, since it's so expensive, or cannot have children because it's so expensive. Um, so those things are, um, are what the government could try and address. But as something, as a cultural trend, I think this is perhaps unstoppable. This is going to continue, but we can try to moderate it or try mm -hmm. to kind of channel in, in a more positive direction. Right. So I mean, I, I, the main point being, it's, it's something that if any individual chooses to live the life they they want, more power to them, and that's their choice in life. But some of the societal trends and this idea that doesn't mean you cannot be a, uh, a contributing member to society, to the community, and you're saying that fabric somewhat is being lost, and maybe the government needs to address those sort of more macro issues. Sure. Though. Or we can try to address um, the sense of community through other ways. Perhaps, mm -hmm. as uh, Donghyun mentioned, people can have share homes and try to form an alternative family. Mm -hmm. Right. Or maybe we can try to make people uh, unite based on neighborhoods. Okay, Tongyan, what do you think about the government? How what how they how they can deal with this? Well, I don't think it's up to the government actually, because you know it's a societal issue, and of course the government can give some kind of guideline. But at the end of the day, I think it's up to the people to make the decision, and you know, as more people are. Um, deciding to live alone, if there's a better system, like better um, care, like shared homes or more um, services that are catered to uh, single households, I think that would be the approach that um, should be made by okay. being more catered to them. <clears throat> Unstoppable, uh, inevitable, Seung, but not necessarily something that is going to lead to the destruction of the fabric of Korean society, right? <laughs> now you sound like a true fundamentalist. Uh, <laughs> um, well, 
as we acknowledged in the very beginning of the show, if this is something that happens in every developed country, and South Korea has become a developed country, um, there needs to be a certain acknowledgement that this is the reality. And um, But as I said earlier, I feel bad for people who live alone because they have no other choice. Yeah. Um, but for people who want to be alone, I think we should celebrate this. This is an incredible shift for South Korea, mm -hmm. and it's all part of diversity. Yeah, very good point there to end this discussion. I want to thank both of you for joining us. Tong Yan Seung, another uh, great job. I hope to see both of you guys again soon. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you very much. much.